ride it, mate. Ride it. And the bad times, the the bad times, they're they're what make the good times even better, right? <laughs> Welcome to the Forty Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host, Mark Slight, as he gets the best information, inspiration, help, and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Mark Slight. Good day, legends, and welcome to your life of impact. No, that's not right. That's not my podcast. You are back on episode number 28 of the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. And that intro I just read to you there was actually from today's guest, Brett Robbo, host of Your Life of Impact, an amazing podcast, and one of the first ways I actually got to know our guest today. I want to introduce Brett as a mental strength coach because that's how I know him the best, but Believe me, he's so much more than that. We're going to talk a lot today about optimal living, optimal health, and and that's how I see Brett. Yes, he's a mental strength coach, but he, he works so hard every day of his life on becoming the best version of himself. And he'll say this a lot. He wants to take the best version of himself everywhere he goes. And that means working on his nutrition, on his movement, on his mental strength, on his relationships, his habits absolutely every aspect of his life and he's striving every day to improve his health and stay as fit and healthy as he can for as long as possible. Now I've already had Brett's gorgeous fiance Marie on the podcast as a guest very very early on and from the minute I spoke to Marie I knew I wanted to have Robbo on the podcast as well. I knew their message would be very very similar and it's great to have two people in a relationship on a podcast talking about each other, talking about how they live their life, talking about the company they co-own, which is Life, that's L-I-F-E, Living Intentionally for Excellence, which again, just as it sounds, goes back to optimal health, optimal optimal living, uh, and taking the best version of you everywhere you go. The biggest change with Brett coming on the podcast this week is I love his message so much and how he, how he delivers this message. I actually asked him to record three episodes for me and I'm so chuffed that he agreed. So this this week, we've got three episodes going out with Robbo, full of content, full of value, full of fun, full of laughter. Even even in part three, Robbo challenges me to something which, which you're going to get to in a couple of days, which is really good fun. But if, you, if you're unlucky enough not to have heard of Brett before, please go over to the show notes, connect with Brett on social media. You've probably already connected with Marie, who's been on the podcast before. Go and check out their website, check out their social media. Definitely check out Brett's podcast, Your Life of Impact. The links will be in the show notes for that as well. It is amazing. It is truly worth listening to every single episode. He has some hugely inspiring guests on there, guests that I've been lucky enough to talk to as well. And it's no small statement to say that it's a life-changing podcast. It really will shift your mentality and your mindset in so many different areas of your life. I'm going to stop rabbiting now. I'm going to take you straight into part one with me and Brett. So this is my good friend, Brett Robbo, mental strength coach, podcast host, and all-round awesome person. Hey, Robbo, how are we doing this morning? G'day, Mark. We're doing brilliantly. So grateful to join you yet again. Yeah, one, well, I say morning. It's morning for me. It's not for you because it's, it's, you know, you're in Australia, you're down below, and it's, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. But what a way to start the day for me this is to jump on with you. Um, oh, I hope so that I've dragged you out of bed for it. I'm glad you're glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been dragged out like sleepy eyed and you're going to, you're going to raise me up in the next hour. So very, very important. Um, 
we, we've been, how long have we been connected now? 18 months, maybe? Yeah, it would be close to 18 months. Yeah, when you jumped on, you jumped on a video series of mine, didn't you, about 18 months ago? But we've, we've worked together a couple of times. You've actually been my coach in the last sort of six to eight weeks, mental strength coach, which has been awesome. But we've been, we've been, we've been working together in and out for the last 18 months or so, haven't we? Yeah, I think it was actually, I was in Sweden and when I did your video series, I think it was only the end of last year, but we were connected for a while before that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So you are a mental strength coach mainly. I know, I know you do a lot more than just the mental strength work, but that is your, the bulk of your business, would you say? It is now. Yes, because everything else that I do, it stems from, that aspect because as i say i believe the most powerful thing on the planet is the human mind and we all have one so why not take the best version of it with us everywhere we go so when i look at my physical coaching i think of it from a mental capacity first when i think about relationships i'm thinking about that from a mental and emotional capacity as well so the mental strength training and mental strength coaching comes into every aspect of life yeah Absolutely. So let me ask you one really important question then. Why is mental strength so important to you? If you don't have mental strength, then every aspect of life can be a challenge. So the mental strength, when I talk about mental strength, I'm talking about the connection of mental and emotional. So we look at, so what is mental strength? Mental strength is like a, when I talk about mental strength training, it's a tool belt that you can tap into to help you navigate life. A tool belt that is with you, whether you are in the shower, whether you're at work, whether you're driving, whether you're at a family function, whether you're out paddling on the kayak like I was earlier, whatever it is, everywhere you go, you take your mind and your mentality and your mental capacity with you. So you can actually create more resilience. And when I talk about mental resilience, I talk about emotional resilience. And every area of life that you try to navigate, relationships, work, physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, everything, it stems from your mental strength. And so in answer to your question, why is it so important? It's because it's, it's what we are as humans. And it, it pains me to see and feel, actually, I shouldn't say it pains me because I understand energy at a lot deeper level now through a spiritual connection. And I know it enough not to pain me, but it, it is quite evident in society how much we lack the ability to control our emotions, our emotional states. So whether we are unhappy, whether we're depressed, whether we're sad, whether we're anxious, or whether we're happy and joyful and tapping into those helpful emotions, too much in society as individuals, we don't actually understand what the triggers are, how to anchor into those states. Uh, when we choose to stay in those states, what positive or negative or helpful or unhelpful direction it takes us in. So mental strength to me, it's vitally important for me to help every human understand because that's who we are as people and how we navigate our life. Yeah, that's awesome. So I've got a few questions here on my, on my sheet. And as I'm reading the next question, I'm aware that a lot of them will come from you. Um, the things I say, I'm thinking back to the last 18 months. I've probably picked a lot of these words up from you, but 
life throws obstacles at us and situations that for the most part, we can't choose what happens to us. But as you say, we could always choose how we react to these situations. So you're saying that with every bit of life stress and life's challenges, we can choose how we respond to that. And then we can control our reaction and our choices beyond that situation. Is that right? Absolutely. Like you said, it's, it's, we can choose to either react or respond to anything in life, whether that's a positive experience we have or whether that's an adversity or a challenge. It's not, and this is what it comes down to mindset shifts. This is what I coach the most around mindset shifts because we get to choose how we respond to a situation, meaning it doesn't matter if the challenge is significant. It doesn't matter if the challenge is draining and emotionally uh, draining or whatever it is. We can actually choose how we think about that situation and therefore how we feel about it. So, for example, some of the people that I've had on my podcast, and as you know, in part of our mental strength training group, we had the lovely Kath Cashel. She's a prime example where she's been hit by a car, she's broken her back a couple of times, like all these things that she's been through, uh, you know, suicide from a loved one, all these kind of things. And yet she shifts her mindset to say, yeah, well, this is crap. This, this is hard, but it's up to me how I move forward. And she uses acts of kindness to, as her medicine, so to say. And what I notice with people is even if they don't have these big challenges or adversities, the small things become these roadblocks because they get stuck in a victim mentality within their mind and that mindset of, oh, poor me, this sucks, it's always going to be that way, I've never been good enough, all these kind of things. And in actual fact, that's just a really fixed mindset. So looking at shifting your mindset to things like, it doesn't matter what happens to us. Sorry, it's not what happens to us. It's, sorry, let me start that again. When we look at things in regards to, if, if we think about it happening to us, we've got to say, this hasn't happened to me, it's happened for me. And that mindset shift is, well, okay, instead of why me with this situation, we can ask the question of, well, how can I use this challenge to make me stronger? How can I use this challenge to get me through and be a better version of myself on the other side? Yeah, it, it sounds really easy in some respects to, to just, just flip that switch and change the question. But I know myself that it makes a big difference and it's taken me a little while to do this um, and it might take other people a lot longer, but it's a huge, huge shift. I'm going to put you on the spot quickly. Kath Cashel, what episode of your podcast was she on? Can you remember? <laughs> no, I think it was number nine. I think it was single digit. She was early. Okay. Cause I'm just going to get listeners to this just to take a detour after this episode and go and listen to that. Cause Kath is just one of the most amazing human beings on the planet and the things she's gone through and comes out the other side. And you'd, you'd never know if you spoke to her now that she's been through that. You'd never think she had that level of adversity in her life because she's dealt with it so well. Amazing. Amazing human. It couldn't agree more. I could talk all day about Kath Cashel. I say that she's literally alive due to kindness. So yeah, I highly recommend people listen to her story and understand where we're coming from. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's just go back to, to where we were. So a lot of what happens in life is a stressful situation. Now, I, a lot of my clients now come to me, they've got stress, really high basic levels of stress. 
So when they have something happen to them in life, let's say they get cut up on the way to work or, or something even more severe, they lose their job or relationship breakdown, adds that extra level of stress. Can you explain to the listeners the, how much, how much, let's work on this, <laughs> how much changing your basic level of stress makes a difference? Because the extra levels of stress come into our life, we can't odds that, it'll happen to us all, but we can change our basic levels of stress or reduce our basic levels of stress, can't we? Absolutely. So there's two things here to look at, and that is what is stress? It's your perception. So why is it that you can get cut off by traffic and you can blow up and it can ruin your day and it can be the worst thing that's happened to you? Someone else could get cut off even worse and happen 10 times and they're as happy as Larry. It's because of your perception. (laughs) Because of our perception of stress. So where does our perception come from? Now that goes quite deep in regards to the way that I teach the perception model, which we can come back to after if you want to, but let's look at stress perception and we look at, so the way that we control stress, and this is what you've asked me around is we have to be prepared for it. So instead of waiting until someone cuts you off, waiting until you lose that job or that relationship, or you have an argument with someone instead of waiting for those times and then reacting and then trying to control your stress, in actual fact, you can lower your basic levels of tension so when that extra stress comes into your life, you actually have room for it and you don't react, you respond. So what do I mean by that? We we all have a basic level of tension. We all have basic levels of stress. And then when the car cuts us off or that argument at work or that argument with a partner or losing your job, when that extra stress comes and it'll come all day long, guaranteed, welcome to humanity. And when it comes, if you haven't got space for it, it starts to, and your perception around stress is a bit warped, then what you actually do is you react to it, your cortisol levels shoot up, you'll physically change, you'll physiologically change on the inside, you'll mentally change. Everything, your reaction to that stress changes who you are and what you are on the inside too. So there's ways that, and this is what I teach, I know where you're coming from here with what you would have learned in the mental strength training program that you did. And what we teach people is, well, let's lower your basic levels of tension So when that tension comes, and it'll come all day long, guarantee, even if you're a monk sitting on the mountaintop, you're going to get some stress in your life. So we teach people to lower your basic levels of tension. So when that extra tension comes, there's room for it. And you, through your mind, through your heart, through your body, you can process getting cut off by someone. You can process that argument. You can process that relationship breakup or that job breakup differently your perception of that stress changes and all of a sudden instead of being reactive and shooting your cortisol through the roof and shunting stopping all the good hormones from being released what you're actually doing is keeping a more balance at a physiological level keeping a better balance of the way that you respond to people and not react so all of a sudden you don't find yourself in states of anger, disappointment, sadness, resentment, frustration as much. And you can be in that middle ground and you can be grateful, happy, joyful, content, all these states that we as humans are supposed to experience more often. Yeah. So yeah, I did feel like I was on your training course there for a minute, but um, 
we'll go to the tools for coping with stress in a minute, but do you think sometimes it can be really, really simple changes, such as if you're getting cut up on the way to work, I use this quite a lot with my clients, that it could be as simple as getting your ass out of bed a few minutes earlier because you, you've dragged yourself out of bed at the very last second and you try, you've left yourself exactly 10 minutes to get to work. Someone cuts you up, it's stressful. I know a guy who always, he's, his, his words are, oh, this always happens to me. It's always me. It always goes wrong for me. Well, if you've left things till the very last minute and something goes wrong, you've left yourself no room for movement. Had you done that two or three days earlier, it's a less stressful situation because you've got time to cope with it. So although we're going to come to coping with stress in a minute and a lot of the, the tool belt that you mentioned at the start, do you think it could be really simple changes such as that that could ease the stress levels? Guaranteed. The first thing I would say that that person that you talked about says it always happens to me. It always happens to me. That's victim mentality. That's yep. a prime example. What he's not doing is taking profound responsibility and there's no brutal honesty with himself. He's looking for answers on the outside. What I say to people is whatever answers you're looking for, whatever answers you're looking for, trust me, they're on the inside. And what I mean by that is the start of those answers are on the inside. So people say, well, I, I want more money. How's that on the inside? And it's like, well, change your stress perception, change your mindset, change your emotional state, all those kind of things. All of a sudden, you create different opportunities. All of a sudden, you're in different environments. You're choosing your emotional states. And then all of a sudden, oh, you're in a space to create more money, to create more impact. So the victim mentality is really painful, because, like what you just explained there before with that person, because why are they going to make a change when they think it's someone else's fault or everything, all the problems are somewhere else? There's no responsibility. So I say to people, be brutally honest with yourself. And I've said this to you, Mark, you've been in my program. Yep. People ask me a question. I'll say, I'll ask you a question back. Are you being brutally honest? Are you taking profound responsibility for your thoughts and your feelings? Okay. If you think that you are, let's really unpack that. So that's what I would say, what you were saying there before around, yes, those small changes of get up a little bit earlier, be a little bit more organized. Yeah, there's easy small changes. But why don't people do it? Because of habits, right? We're creatures of habits. Yep. So yes, it is easy. But once again, they're those easy external things. So people go, oh, yeah, I know. I, I could do that, but I could do that, but. I don't know what it's like in your part of the world, but in Australia, we say, but a lot. <laughs> it's, it's no different here. No different. <laughs> so in, in answer to that, I would say, yes, the small changes too of next time you get cut off 10 times in traffic because you haven't got up early enough and you're going to be late anyway. I dare you to look at it differently and think, wow, what an experience or how good is this? Because once you do that, all of a sudden, that same experience doesn't cause that reaction because the reaction doesn't get you to work on time. The reaction doesn't change. The reaction actually makes you more unhealthy because you're increasing cortisol and other stress hormones and decreasing all your helpful hormones. So it's actually your choice to be unhealthy by reacting like that. Yeah, just going off at a tangent there, thinking about the cutting up. One thing I was taught um, a few months ago actually was it was about gratitude. Now I always get up every morning and I'm grateful for three to four things every single day. And most times in the evening I do the same, what I've been grateful for during the day. But someone said, be grateful for absolutely everything that happens during your day. So when you get cut up in traffic, be grateful you've been cut up in the traffic. Be grateful maybe that they've not clipped your car. 
Be grateful to have not run someone over. Be grateful you're in the position to be, you've got a job in the first place to be heading to work. You're grateful you're breathing. You're grateful you've got a car. Simple things like that can put a smile on your face and change the situation totally. Let's look at this from a philosophical level. There's polar opposites, right? Yep. There's light and there's dark. So a lot of the times we have polar opposites in life. And what you're saying is exactly right. I'm on the gratitude wagon because I've experienced it at a deep level. I understand what it does for us. And what you're doing there is you're teaching people a mindset shift as well. You get cut off by traffic and you normally react, shift your mindset, be grateful for that. So that's one step of it. The other step is when you're in a state of gratitude. So we've got to look at, and this is where I talk about polar opposites. When we're happy, we can't be sad at the same time. We can be sad just after we're happy. We can be happy just after we're sad, but we can't be both at the same time. So when we're in a state of gratitude, we can't be in a state of resentment and frustration because we're in that state of gratitude. Straight away after we're grateful, yes, we can be in that other state. So what you're talking about there is shifting your emotional states, your energetic conditions by choice. Now, the thing is too that you can just say, because that person can get cut off by traffic and say, I'm grateful that I just got cut off by that traffic. That's not the answer. There's one thing to say what you're grateful for and there's another thing to actually feel it. And that's what I teach people. So mental strength isn't just about being in your head. It's about connecting when I say mental and emotional and spiritual. So we're talking about not just expressing gratitude by saying it, but we're talking about feeling that gratitude as well. And that's where people need to understand when you, when you actually feel gratitude, you're lowering your stress hormones and you're increasing. It's proven, like I've done a lot of work with the Heart Math Institute and they've got decades of research. It's proven that you are increasing your helpful hormones and decreasing your stress hormones. So that's why the power of gratitude goes really deep in terms of what it actually does to your health, what it does to you at a physiological level. Yeah. All right. So let me take you back five minutes. I want to talk about the the tool belt for stress and the different tools you can use to cope with stress. Now, again, you've taken me off on a tangent because you're talking about the traffic there. One thing I use, and I use it more since I've come on your course, is breathing. So yes, I'm grateful, but I'm not, as you said, I'm not sitting there going, I'm really grateful for this. I just sit there and I... Big deep breath and I smile and I'm grateful and that's fine. And the breathing for me is a very good tool um, for coping with stress. But what would you have in your tool belt for coping with stress? I'm glad you said that because breathing is the number one tool. We're all born (laughs) breathing and we're rarely taught how to breathe efficiently. So I'll just build on that a little bit because yes, you've learned it and you understand the power of it. But for everyone else listening, it is... When we do shallow chest breathing, which we'll do 99% of the day because we haven't been taught coherent breathing, we haven't been taught diaphragmatic breathing, we haven't been taught uh, box breathing, anything like that. So when we do that shallow chest breathing, once again, the body, you're actually sending signals to the brain from the heart. Once again, decades of research from the HeartMath Institute, sending signals to the brain saying, actually, we're under a bit of stress here. Don't release so many of those good hormones. Just, just up that little bit of stress hormone because there's something going on here because the shallow breathing and we're not operating at our best. So stress, using breathing as a stress tool 
one thing it does if you do e deep, even rhythmic breaths is it creates a coherent message from the heart to the brain to say, ah, actually, we're doing all right down here. Don't worry about releasing those stress hormones. Release more of those good hormones. And then what the breath also does is even if it's just one big deep breath, that brings you into the moment. So instead of being stressed about something that just happened, so you're in the past, or instead of being anxious about something like the, the fight that you think you're going to have with your boss or the stress of work that you're about to go into, that's something in the future, just concentrating on your breath in that moment, it brings you into that moment. Yeah. So once again, with the polar opposites, you can't be anxious about the future or depressed or stressed about the past if you are literally in the moment. So that's the power of the breath. Lots of other ones, and there's different ways and different breathing techniques that I teach people. Uh, meditation is a massive one, and there's different forms of meditation and mindfulness practices that bring us into the moment. So there's many different, there's different exercises I teach people to do with their eyes and looking in different directions. There's uh, different ones. And we had Nam Baldwin, the performance coach that works with Red Bull High Performance Athletes and professionals from all around the globe he taught us one on our um, mental strength program around how to be in the moment and it's just using your hands and so mindfulness tools to bring you into the moment are a really good stress management tool but to be honest it's it's actually when we talked before about lowering your basic levels of tension so when all the extra tension comes the best way to do that is be in the moment more often so instead of being depressed and stressed about the past and instead of being anxious and worried about the future, just be fully focused in the moment as often as you can because that actually lowers your basic levels of stress. Yeah, yeah. If you're washing the car, wash the car. Just focus on that and nothing else. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And other things are like a mindset shift. So that's a real mental thing. So understanding that, okay, if I think, I got cut off by traffic. It's happened to me again. Shift that mindset and think, I got cut off by traffic. Wow, I'm glad I got cut off by traffic. So just different things like that. Gratitude is a tool for the tool belt. It might seem really simple, but until people practice it and practice it and do it and do it, understand that when you're in that state of gratitude, you're not in a state of resentment. So yet do not overlook the simplicity of gratitude. Kindness is another one. There's actually some really good evidence behind the physiological changes in kindness because when you're being kind to someone or a community or kind to yourself, then you're not being resentful, angry, depressed, anxious because you're being kind. And we know that those kindful states, once again, if we look at a hormonal balance at a physiological level, being kind improves your health by improving your positive or helpful hormone release and lowering your stress hormones. Yeah. I don't know if I've got this from you or Kath or from someone totally different, but they said that kindness given to someone else is the most selfish thing you can do because it makes you feel good. Now, whether you believe that it's a selfish act or not doesn't matter, but the fact is if you're kind to someone, if you buy a coffee for a homeless person or you randomly, as Kath did, paid for someone else's petrol at the fuel station, you feel good. It makes you feel happy. It raises your level. Um, your endorphins start to flow. The good hormones are starting to flow and it makes you feel happy. Exactly right. And isn't that a state that we should all be feeling as often as possible? Yeah. Really happy. Walk around every day feeling like that. 
Exactly right. That's the that's what we're supposed to be doing. Happiness, joy, contentment, gratitude. That's how we should be feeling more often than not. Not in states of depressive, anxious, unhappy, sad, worried, all those feelings. They're the ones that we choose to have, but we can also choose to be happy, to be kind, to be grateful, to feel joy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like you say, we should all be doing that every single day. Right. That's awesome, mate. We're going to wrap up for part one. We're going to come back in a couple of days. I've, I've got through about two of the questions I had listed for you. So we've got plenty more to talk about. And I'll speak Looking to you. Looking forward to it, mate. Thanks again. Thanks again to all the listeners. Cheers, mate. I'll see you soon. What a start. Part one of three episodes, and we've already covered so much. Things that really stand out for me in that podcast, why do we need to control our emotional state? How we manage stress levels. I mean, that's important for everyone because there's stress in all of our lives, no matter who we are, no matter how how good we are, whether we're coaches, you know, whether we, whether we can live this optimal life we, we all have stress levels of varying degrees and managing that is is pretty key to our success and then as uh, right at the end there we touched on the victim mentality of certain people and that's a mindset shift it really is and it's in some ways it's probably the easiest shift to make it's just your your way of looking at the world and your way of looking at things and and with a little bit of practice it can be easily changed around and once you change that around it's it's a huge shift in your life once you start looking at things differently and and like brett says stop becoming this this victim and having this victim mentality it's huge it really really is i cannot stress that enough so like i said we're going to come back again in a couple of days we're going to have part two i'm so so excited that we've got three parts with brett i really am i was so chuffed when he said that he could stay on and do a third part so head over to the show notes find out more about brett download his podcast your life of impact find out more about Brett, his gorgeous fiance Marie, the company they've built together, which is Life, that's L-I-F-E, Living Intentionally for Excellence, which again goes back to, to Brett being the best version of himself, living optimally in every aspect of his life. And follow Brett on social media, follow Marie as well on social media, and you'll get to see just, just what living optimally really is and how it focuses on your nutrition, your exercise, your mental strength. And one thing that that really comes up a lot when you follow Brett on social media is happiness and gratitude. He's forever got a smile on his face. He's always doing things he loves. He's always grateful. He's always kind. And it's really, really inspiring to follow someone like that on social media. So please go over and do that. Subscribe to the podcast, guys. Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, because you don't want to miss part two and three. Go over and subscribe. You'll get the notification. Come up on your phone in a couple of days' time when the new episode comes out. Other than that, Have a great couple of days, guys. Be happy, take care, and me and Brett will speak to you again in a couple of days.